Paul Clark is an ultra runner from Belfast who is also an old friend from my hometown in Kilkeel. It was Paul who inspired me to look at longer races when he took part in the Kerryway 200k Ultra. In this episode we hear what it's like to take on a longer course and the highs and lows of getting to the finish line. If you like the podcast, why not drop into the Inspirational Runners podcast group on Facebook and leave a positive comment to help motivate the group. Before we start, I'd like to plug the Raw Ultra Wicklow Way, which has a 50 and 100 mile race, which takes part on the 7th and 8th of December. A beautiful course which carries UTMB points. Um, if you're interested, just Google the race or drop into Don Hannon's page on Facebook. Paul Clark and the Kerryway 200k Ultra, two down and still not out. Oh shit, actually, I wasn't recording oh. any of that because I didn't press record. Oh, uh, here. Go ahead, do you okay. want to? No, no, go ahead anyway. So, where did it start? It started, we were, as I say, like for many, when growing up, football, the, the Gaelic. But then, who did, you pay, who did you play for? Ah, uh, the, the Mighty Henry. Uh, well, I was there. I wouldn't say too many I played for them, like, but I was there. But uh, through my twenties, done a bit of running. Nothing, nothing spectacular. Nothing to say that. Mm. I would say I would have been a runner. But then in my twenty or my thirty, it was me around my thirtieth birthday. I was doing a night shift. I was well overweight at the time. I just done on me. I'm gonna run the marathon. So, so you just, just thought to yourself, I'm going to run the marathon. I'm going to run the Belfast Marathon in a few yeah. months' time. No. And you didn't really do anything for 10 years apart from partying and raving the bit out? Ah, uh, well, partying. <laughs> partying. Plenty of partying, but uh, the. I needed an hour protagonist to actually help me a lot of the way, so I've got in contact with our own close friend, Andrew, the Gengar fella. Andrew Cousins. Yeah, so said to him would he fancy doing it he says he jumped at the chance so sort of went from there done a bit of training that was november the race is in may so we just done a bit of training for it got myself done, went looked at how to, to run a marathon wasn't gonna break any records or anything but i seen a plan that i thought i could do a 20 week plan followed it to the book around race day I done all right. I done was it three hours fifty two minutes or something for my first one. So then I started getting a buzz. Then mm. I started thinking how long this. this and how thing. did you find then? You're saying you were underweight there. You're you're living that sort of student lifestyle mm -hmm. really. Um, how did you did you get any wins and gains through that training plan? Like were you focused more on your your well being or did you I lose much weight? It's when if you do see pictures of me, of me rolling the first marathon, you can still see that I'm still carrying a bit of puppy club. But as I say, I think because of the way the training was structured, it was running on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That was the way I done my training, so it wasn't say it wasn't partying as much on a Friday because yeah. I had a long run. But I still was doing a bit of partying at the time, still doing a brave bit of drinking, but. It did now, I did lose weight, the fitness, but when I started, started getting fit, at this stage I was still smoking. I was, I was never a heavy smoker, but I was still smoking. Yeah. So, I think gradually, when I got the first marathon done, I got it under four hours, I thought to myself, maybe maybe there is a bit of, mm. there's something there, you know what I mean? But it's a good time for your first marathon. Yeah, I'd say, but the following year, again, what year, was, what year was that? That was 2010. 
2010. So that's eight years ago, May 2010. So for a few, then for a few more years, I've done it the following year. I think it took 10 minutes of it. Same again, I was very regimented and I wanted to do, I wasn't studying running at the time, if you know what I mean. I was yeah. just doing my training, you know what I mean? Getting maybe 30 miles a week in, doing me Monday, Wednesday. That was it. That was a regimented training. I never mm -hmm. thought of doing a massive long run, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday. It wasn't. Did it. you continue the training on from the after the marathon? No. I say after the summer and then I, come back in November. And basically, after the, the marathon, the Monday, it was the it was on the, the bank holiday Monday, the Tuesday. I couldn't. I literally could not walk. Yeah. The legs were just what is going on here? Like this is not. I literally couldn't get down the stairs. It was actually was on my arse coming down the stairs. <laughs> so. Thought to myself, never again, that's it. So I didn't run, didn't do anything. I'd say I didn't do anything for three or four months. To, to be honest, I was thinking to myself, never again am I putting myself through that. Yeah. I've done it. It's done now. That'll do. But then again, started thinking again for the next year. I thought to myself, Jesus, if I just started the train, this is maybe September time, if I started the train a wee bit sooner, you know what I mean? I couldn't. So we've just done it again. Just started training over the winter. As I, as I say, never really thought of anything. Uh, I just kept the retraining regime. I never read up, you know what I mean? I never, yeah, I yeah. just followed the plan. This, this time now, didn't really have much awareness at that stage. No, a six month plan, you know what I mean? I've yeah. done this, it was set up, so that was good. So I got it done again the following year. I think it took 10 minutes, I think it was three hours 40 something. And when, when you were doing your, your training, your longer runs, then what way were they structured? I was just run. There was yeah. no real. It was race pace sort of running. It was, I think by that stage I've got a wee bit more knowledge that you, you weren't. Your uh, I was doing like on a Monday it was more of a recovery. Wednesday was a tempo run. Mm. And Friday was a long run. You know what I mean. So I knew to build it up over the week, gradually over the weeks of May. At that stage it was just building yeah. a mile. And were your long long runs the same pace as the marathon pace though? No, never was. Slow. No, I always I sort of saved. Yeah, ever hit me long runs to just time on your feet. So yeah, that's what it always was. Still is, to be mm. honest. Still, the majority of it at me long runs is time yeah. on your feet. So it is, but I never really, as I say, I took. I think it was two thousand and fourteen. I run the Belfast. The next time I run the Belfast Marathon was two thousand and fourteen. I was like, what year? Well, 2013, that was yeah. right, 2013, I was on the marathon, I got married that year, and then, that's, I think I actually ended up being, when was it, you done yeah, the, 2013, so you were a sport crew in Coast to Coast. That's, 2000, to be honest, Robbie, that sort of changed mm -hmm. my whole outlook on this ultra stuff or anything, I never knew nothing, yeah. nothing ever remotely knew about it. Knew about fell on and tail on and knew it. I would never done it. That day, that weekend, I supported you. I, I basically changed the whole. Mm. As I thought to myself, this is what I need to be getting into. This is a sort of. I enjoyed the special. Totally the different buzz, like, wasn't the it? The mountain, that was the, some, one of the best weekends. Mm. So again, that was the May, wasn't it? That was May yeah, 2013. So, so Paul was my um, crew doing the Coast to Coast 26 Extreme, which involved running. Kayaking, cycling, and running over the mountains. Running over the mountains, yeah. And what they had to do was go ahead of the race and get my stuff prepared. 
And I still carry a bit of guilt with that because when we got to the share centre, oh, it's... The, my crew had to pay for their own accommodation because I was doing on a shoestring. <laughs> it was, we were going to stay in the tent. It was no yeah, problem until the, it was torrential rain and the, the, the campsite was actually plopping down past the windows. So it's great. And it's, it can make or break you as well, having a support crew on such a long event. Because yeah. right? it takes the thinking and the stress out yeah. of it for you. That's the way I look back at it now. But something I do, I often do look back on it. Maybe if we had been clued up a bit more because we literally were winging it no, uh, no, or we winged it big time they've done a brilliant job like so we, we, where are you we're looking phone call where are you wait <laughs> I've got a flat tire we're still sitting in the chalet here one. where are you way down the road <laughs> uh, never even thought of it it was a great experience like because doing my coast to coast was a turning point for me as well because mm. um, I remember you were at the top of Spelga with the camera yep and you asked me well, how are you getting on? I says, it's really strange. I feel absolutely brilliant. Mm. I was coming up the hill. Just coming up the hill. Yeah. Although on the video, I look like crap. Yeah. <laughs> when I look back, I'm like, shit, I thought I was feeling really good there. Yeah. Looking at the camera, I was gone. Um, but it's because my head had just accepted the fact I was there, mm. which was a totally different... In the moment, when you get in. It's a totally the... different thing. Yeah. And when I finished the... When I crossed the finish line and coast to coast... Which I missed. Because I had run up the meeting because he wanted to drink. I missed you. I, I, I actually had no water because my the water backpack that I was carrying actually leaked out. Uh, and I was running you guys saying, I need water. I'm coming down this mountain flying. I need water. So you ran up. The I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> you went down the other way and I went up. The next thing, by the time I got down, that was the first but that See, what you were just saying that's the first time I actually run up a mountain. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this is this is good crack here. This is, but as I say, maybe only for maybe for that moment yeah. that you made the whole run could be completely good, different. So I was actually disappointed when I crossed the finish line that that day was over. Mm. But before that, I was used to doing races and think, oh, I've got three miles left and two mm. miles left, and you're you've always got that pressure of finishing. But when you're there for the long endurance sort of mm. type ultra races. Yeah. There's an acceptance in your mind, isn't there? Oh, oh definitely, definitely. It's Do you enjoy the suffering that you get from that? Because yeah. it is suffering. Uh, oh Jesus, it's you you're not gonna you're not gonna sign up for one again if you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It's it is a bit of a cinematic if you think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are you're you are anybody out there that's run fifty mile well, depending on your fitness, fifty mile up it's you are it's just i know definitely since the first time we've done the carry away like it's lucky enough that i was with people that were suffering well everybody suffers in an ultra mm -hmm. you know you're never you're anybody tells you they haven't is a complete liar but it's definitely so in may 2013 what was your next race then after watching coast to coast coast to coast was my next big major challenge was getting married <laughs> so that was that happened in the august but that's, a, that's a lifetime insurance race. Oh, though. Jesus, it's still going. And I, just, I seen then, I noticed the morning way that year. That was the first time I noticed anything about the morning way. And then we'd done a bit, me and Andrew Jenger went out. I remember being up. We'd done, it was not long after you had done, remember the mountain section going out? Oh, yeah. The mountain section uh, from Strever, no, from Strever to. Spelga. Spelga. We followed you along in the car and I went, Jesus, me, me and you, Andrew, are going to go up there someday and do this run. Never. But that, oh, I must admit, the day me and Andrew went up there and we done that run, that completely 
Yeah, it's quite amazing. Like it's two thousand and thirteen, and it was the very first time I'd ever seen Harris Cap. It's just up the road. I'm just here. I'm very like it's similar to you. Like you know, yeah, and the whole way, I had to, I went up the Boulder Way. Yeah. Instead of taking like the Goats Trail at the side, uh, and every step was pain, and I thought this is absolutely amazing. Like. Mm. As soon as I got over the hair's gap and started going across the bandy path, I thought this is just unbelievable. Oh, I definitely. But as I say, uh, it's the morning's his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It's, as I say, like this is, you know, rather many times you run on the bandy path where you go up the hair's gap or you go up Burner or you know you go up Donard, like Jesus, I've not done So what what do you think it is about it then going up in the mountains compared to running the roads? Um, it's, it's, it's so different. It's just completely. It's to see. To be honest, for me, it, it I find it easier. Mm-hmm. Running on the roads, just the, the the mountain, the you know, just the, the, it's like a monotone. You know what I mean? You're just constantly, you're you're just running. You're just rolling it's your too legs. much thinking time. Up, a lot of thinking time. Too much oh, time on the roads. Oh, definitely. See, you're you know, you're thinking about everything. You're thinking about your form. I know there is a certain when you're on the trails, you have to do that, but yeah. it's more you're thinking. I'm not going to break my leg here if I follow it. I know that you have to look in front of you. You need to be aware of more things. You can run on the road. If you're on a big long pavement, you don't want to think about you're going to trip over anything. You know, that's all because it's yeah. there. When you're on the mountains and then when you're climbing the mountain, that's when I think, for me, the climbs are the best bits. I know you suffer on it, but it's that there mm. knowing you have, you can think to yourself you know what I mean you know you're just in the, in the moment as I in keep saying moment. you're in the moment climbing uphill downhill for me I struggle big time yeah. but no I, th- I think that is one key thing I find from the mountains as well is you're more present oh yeah when you're running on the road and you're trying to run six or seven eight nine yeah. miles I've got four miles to go you're, you're, a, slave, you're, a, you're a slave to your pace on the road and you're thinking about what's coming ahead mm. what I try to do by, to bring to my running mm. on the roads is trying to stay present but in the mountains, you have to stay present. Oh, yeah, if you think about it. looking where your feet are going, you're... Uh, if you think, you're, you're definitely in the mountains in the mornings, if you're thinking about where you're going, if you're going up, <laughs> you're going up Burnham, you'd be going, nah, I ain't turning around here. But there's, there's a sense of sort of, I don't know the words, freedom, or what we're in the mountain for, like, but you sort of reconnect when you're up definitely. in the mountains. Oh, definitely. It's the same. Once you're in, the, when you're in the mountains, it's... Even not even when you're in the mountains, when you're just even... In the wilderness, you know what I mean. You don't have to be in the mountains. You could be up a lane. Well, you don't. Yeah, as I say, yeah. I was in Donegal recently, and I went up a road. Nearly two hours, I was on this road, and there wasn't. I never met a person. Never met a sinner. You. I never met a car. I never. And you're just thinking, this is brilliant. You. Know, that's all the way you're. You're in the rural, out of the road. No Donegal is amazing for that. Like, it's such a wild, wild place. Oh, we spend a lot. We spend every year. We spend a week in Donegal up the Glen Bay. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of my. Suppose this year was a lot later. Usually, we go up at Eastern. I would have to do a lot of prepping though for the, the morning way. Usually, or me races coming in the summer. But this year now we're being just a couple of weeks ago. We were up, um, completely different place in the summer. I've I've never because coming out of the winter it's all new. Yeah. Isn't green or anything. We were up this year and it was just green. Everything was green. You know that sort of way. But to say I spend a, do a lot of mountain running or just do a lot of running. You know what I mean? just it really takes it, doesn't it? Because everybody's lives are so busy and you work so hard. Just getting out of it. Just sort of well, resets. It definitely does. Where we're at, like, there's, I mean, no, nothing. You know what I mean? It's just like you go out the, you go out the back door and you're just looking at mountains. Mm. 
know what I mean? We were out one night having the stars, you know what I mean? Well, I don't, can't remember the last time we seen the Milky Way. Yeah. You know what I mean? From living in Belfast, it's, you don't see anything. Airplanes. Brilliant. So 2013, coast to coast, and then you ran Belfast again. At what point did you think of the Kerry Way? Kerry Way, it would be, the Kerry Way, it would have been, the first time I started then, it was 2013, after I got married then, it's September, I was going, right, I'm going to do the 50, the 52 mile of the morning way, the following June, so that was me, going to do the first ultra, that's it, going to do it, and then the proverbial shit hit the fans, we appendix busted in November, so that was me then, I didn't do anything, until I'd say it was Feb January February. Then we thought it wasn't running. You fitting up the run again, but I still done the morning way. Yeah, the the seed had been planted. Oh, I was doing it no matter what. I was doing it so I, you know, I mean, I done the first time I done the morning way. I done it, and Jesus, I think it was close to twelve hours. And again, yeah, never, never. That's it. Never again. Am I? <laughs> and then, so tell me, tell me about that experience. You're saying never again, like, because it's so difficult when you've got that out and back course on how you gauge not blowing yourself totally out. Oh, I blew myself totally out in the first three miles. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> definitely what it was. I just going, right, I'm going with these boys. I'm going to go running with these fellas here. Little did I know these boys were the likes of uh, Simon Hodge, boys who end up winning. Yeah. Next thing, running along. Next thing, I think it was, was it Robbie, is it your first, the first climb, is it? Yeah. I like saying, I was going where I said, turn around to the boy next to me. I said, oh, for I didn't know the route. I said, we're going up there, and all I can say was a wee speck up the top. I just went, ah, oh, you're joking me here. I ain't. I know that first claim, I was, I was just going, oh, Jesus, what did I do here? Like, this is not. I had done no prep for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd done nothing. You know what I mean? I'd, the highest thing I was ever off was at the, the Craigie Glen in Belfast. It was the highest thing I'd ever been running up at that stage. So it was just. It's the way back then, isn't it? Agony. Uh, it was just what really surprised me about it was I couldn't wait to get back to Spelga because I thought it was, a load of, it was a lot of downhill. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go downhill. Downhill, see. I found it easier going uh, up. Uphill, I say again, like I reiterated, I'm a lot better going uphill and downhill. Mm-hmm. I make quad suffer big time going downhill. Like, yeah. and again. But then again, after the 50 mile, after the morning way, I didn't feel anywhere near as bad as what I felt after my first marathon. So, yeah. my legs weren't as short, but but you had a huge improvement after that, didn't you? Like that next twelve months, then you got that done and dusted. You learned quite a bit from that. Oh, right, that's when no. But then I started studying. Mm-hmm. I started, I started getting looking, finding these books, following people, looking at, listening to podcasts, listening. You know what I mean? Actually mm-hmm. studying the sport. So what was the most inspirational book or most? For me, me the biggest, the biggest change for me was, as as the old cliche, ultra runner born to run. I read it, I happened to be in Cuba at the time and I read it actually when I was in Cuba. I actually read Born to Run. Never knew nothing about the Tarmoir. And we got just yeah. tried a wee bit of the the uh, the the, the yeah, barefoot running. Nah, it wasn't for me. Nah. Well I don't get me wrong though, I did go minimal, you know what I mean? I did yeah. go from the high the ten mils down into the the so four, four yeah. made for me now four mil is perfect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it, that's it, I'd just keep at that. But it was just these people they could run running forever. for a distance and then 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 that's when I started looking at nutrition. Just started no actually seeing what the body is capable of doing and how far you could actually go. Mm-hmm. And then something come up on Facebook as ever, they must have been listening to me, the Kerry Way Ultra Martin. 
200 kilometers playing <laughs> Jerry. I just thought to myself, how long? This was about, when was this? This would have been about the November time. 2015. 2015. Was it 2015, the first year on it? Was it 2015, the first year on it, then 2000? I can't remember, it was 2000. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It's in September, isn't it? It's the first weekend in September. And it was between November 2014 then, everyone, right, I'm signing up with everything I'm doing 200k. Yeah, 200 kilometres, right. It's close to the carryway, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, it's basically, it is the carry. it is the, the follow the yellow man. And there's a lot of elevation in that. It's quite... There's what is the? I think there's about seven. I think seven thousand seven hundred. Maybe twenty three thousand. Mm. I think it's about twenty three thousand feet over the hunt. But so how, how did you feel when you went to register for that? Like, it's just like, as just in, excitement. I just can't wait to. The in, registration at, at the care or just no, online before that online. I sort of just thought that. <laughs> and then things you you're full of bluster. You're going ah, I'll say up. This will not be a problem. As I say, I felt great, you know what I mean? Once, as I say, and I'm a big, big fan of, if you're going to do something, you may as well let everybody know you're going to do it, because yeah. a lot of people are complete, completely opposite to me. That's just a, my personal way of doing things is, mm. I'm going to do it, I'm going to let everybody know I'm going to do it, so it has a bit of... Accountability to... Accountability is, right, is the right thing I'm looking for, but as I say, it, as the old as the old saying, the shit got real after that, you know, that's yeah. right, the, the shit did get real. <laughs> When you realise then, that's when I was reading, there's a, a great book out there, Hal Corner's uh, Field Guide Dulcler Run. Okay. A lot of, uh, there's countless books out there, countless, countless books. I've read the majority of them. Because you only know what you know, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You, you, you're only, it's only really now that you've got that wealth, well, a wealth of information, I wouldn't say, um, but I know now what I'm capable of. You know, that sort of way yeah. it's... Uh, you know what the human body's capable yeah, it's, if you treat it the right way. Yeah, it's not, I know what I'm capable of, so a lot of people would be regimented to their, their train schedule. I'm not, mm. I, I, I don't have a big train schedule. I don't, I don't schedule train. I don't start, at the start of the week, go away, yeah, this is what I have to do. I just go to the field. Then, when I first done, the first, the carry away, when I was tuned for the first carry away, <clears throat> I was looking to put in 70, 80 miles, and my problem when I was getting into the whole, I wanted to be doing 70, 80, 90 miles a week. It's, it's for me now, especially, it's far too much. Mm. Far, it's far too, I do believe you, and, and that's elite, I think that's, that's elite people. It depends on your whole lifestyle. Yeah. It's about maintaining the balance. Yeah. And it's okay if you can, if you can maintain balance in 7, 8, 9 months, yeah. then brilliant. Yeah. I'm jealous. Uh, well, yeah, that's the same, but. But I just can't do that. I can't do that. My body just broke, started breaking mm-hmm. down. I was lucky enough, it didn't break down then. Before that, the first carry wave. Jesus, the first carry wave was just. So your training coming up to that, then what did you get around? How were you doing that? We just going. I was doing a lot of, doing a lot of mountain running, doing a lot. Of, I was running twice a day. Lucky enough, at that stage when I was working with Caterpillar, I actually was living only four. I lived four miles from work, so I was able to run to and from work every day. Do you know what I mean? Right, so that, good. so and then some days because I was doing night shifts as well, so it was day and night. Some days when I was coming home. I would run a wee bit further, so maybe I was doing four mile two and eight mile coming home. I mean, that was a very good way, and then my long runs were proper long runs, you know what I mean? You yeah. were talking, when I was up in Glen Bay, I'd on one of my runs was 36 mile, you know what I mean? Mm. I was, 
But you can enjoy that though. I know when I'm training for the ultras, um, I'll do the one way one way marathon every single week. Yeah. You know, just as a training run. Yeah. But it's not like going out and having to force a training run at a certain pace. Mm. You're actually enjoying it. Yeah. You actually oh. can't wait to go out. I'm gonna run the one way this week. Yeah. Oh. But as I say, then it is. So it's a long drive. Down the carriageway. Oh, same, same when we drove to coast to coast, I was like, Jesus, am I going to have to race all this way back? I, it's just not What's even, going through your head on the way down? Well, it started off was when we got into the car, I put up the <laughs> knock, and we were driving down the road, me and my wife, Shauna, and we got outside near enough Kildare, that was 118 mile, and I said, Shauna, I turned around and I said, this is how far I'm running. Yeah, exactly. And she just looked up and went, you <laughs> mental, are you? That's actually you know, the up for me, that was getting into the mindset of, just yeah. how far is 118 miles or because I always do it when I'm 26 miles away from wherever we're going so last marathon was in Edinburgh mm. and when we're 26 miles away it's going like this how far mm. and you're like wow I'd say probably a lot of people do that you don't know yeah. but that was just what, 120 I, miles away uh, it's, and it's like as I say it's oh, was it? it's the first carry away I must admit it, it changed it, it changed my life finishing mm. it it really made me feel there is a lot of things that I would be able to achieve if it stuck my head to it you know that sort of yeah. like I thought down there's nothing I had ever suffered nothing in my life that it was bad or as scary tell me a bit about the suffering then suffering is if anybody knows anybody's run a long distance it's just but what what point then do you start because I know when I done the Race of Stones last year myself and started like mile 25 but it's only because I was coming up to the halfway point mm. and I knew that people were stopping then. Once I got past that, then I was okay, but then I was going in and out of it the whole way. Yeah. But you were doing twice that distance. I was lucky enough now, when the first year done it, I actually fell in. I fell in with a group of us and we stayed together for the whole race, which basically the whole race I'd say from maybe mile, maybe mile 30, right through to, to we finished. We stayed, well, I finished on my own, but it was just, we stayed right up to a certain stage and we sort of were bouncing off each other, you know what I mean? When you were low, you were able to pull people back and all, like, and you do, Jesus, you hit some low spots. Oh <laughs> my God. How long have you got to finish it? It's a 40, it's hours, 40 hour it? race. It's a 40 hour time limit, but you can still finish outside, you know what I mean? You just don't get your six UTMP, but at the time, yeah, six okay. UTMP points. But as I say, the first year I done, I think it was 36 hours, I guess 36 hours. No sleep, no nothing like that. And, and you don't even, you're it's not registering with you. I was many a time I've went 36 hours without sleep, but that was drinking, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that was partying, that was, that was, you never thought that about might, it. That might have set you up over the years. I mean, you never know, you never know, yeah. but it's, it was. So uh, what's the course like? It starts off now, it's, it does, it's flat for the first few, and then you get down into uh, Killarney, down into the, the actual park. And it's beautiful. Like the first we were there it was the first we started off at six, so it was a bit dusk. And the first thing we were was it was the rot, rotten season, the deer, and you had like and we, we were going up in the, there's a torque waterfall. If anybody's ever been in Kerry, you got past the torque waterfall, just beautiful big waterfall. And it's just we could hear the deers rotten, you know, the noises of the stags and all like and you're just going your senses are just being you know yeah. what I mean, you're looking around you, you know what I mean? You've seen these the McKittycuddy Rakes, the Hess Mountain Range in Iron, you're looking at them, you know what I mean? It's just but then, I'd say maybe mile, I started, 
I'd say when you go down, you go around, you can see the Dingle. If, if anybody's been in Kerry, they yeah. would know. You're looking over the Dingle Peninsula, and all you can see where uh, where the recent Star Wars film had been filmed. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name. The Bastards, I think they call them. Just pure wild raw coastline. Oh, beautiful! But the only thing, the, the one and only thing I remember of the Kerry Way, and it will sit me for the rest of my days. And every time I see one, I think about it. It's styled. <laughs> if you've seen one you, you say oh there's a lovely style and then by the time you get around there you'll be about a thousand of them done you're going fuck this is, this is just awful but as I say because it gets hard to get over them doesn't it very hard it just, 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 <laughs> get, get, just gets hard to do anything at yeah. any moment like it's just you know it's just sitting there but as I say you persevered I've got through it you know what I mean like, if anybody has, has ever seen the route if we're in the, the elevation of the Kerry Way, there's when you come out of Kimera at the very end, it's the very your very last checkpoint. Kimera, there's a public a two mile climb and it literally is just straight it's you're just climbing. You know what I mean? And you're just this is like a hundred mile into the race. You know what I mean? You're just climbing, climbing, climbing and it's just going on and on and on and you're just going And your time's getting shorter and shorter as well. It is I uh, well that but that stage I wasn't caring about the time. I was just wanted yeah. to get finished. The time wasn't if I finished after the forty hours, I finished after the forty yeah. hours. But it was a great uh, what what's your biggest mistake you think you made the first time you've done it? Um, the biggest mistake, I'd say I lost a lot of time in the checkpoints. A lot of time. A lot of time just sitting down, feeling sorry for myself for the majority of the M ones, you know what I mean? But there was some times of sitting maybe 40 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes yeah. at a checkpoint, you know what I mean? Because you want to just sit down, collect your points. I the, the second time when I run it, there was 32 hours or something. I took a chunk. The second time I done it, I run ninety percent of it on my own, and that's that's a different experience altogether. Because yeah. you don't actually realise that is the key point. Um, I remember when I done uh, Mon Way, mm. um, I got to the halfway point, and Ronan Myers was there. He said, "What? He shouted at me. Where's your bag? I want here. Because what do you want out of it?" I said, "Well, he shocked me. Mm. He had this whole goodness in my bag." He gave me a sandwich and a little can of coke. He says, "Right, go." Aye. I said, "What?" He said, "Keep going. Go. Yeah. Don't even stop." Yeah. And he goes, I'll bring some food to your next checkpoint if you yeah. want, just keep going. Yeah. And when I was done coast the race of stones on my own, I got to the halfway point. I was walking around the tent and talking to people and I looked at my watch and went, Jeez, I've been here forty minutes. Mm. I hard. need I need to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you get lost. You do lose a lot of time. you lose you a lot of time in checkpoints if like if you look the elite, which don't worry about ever if you look at the elites, elites going mm. in through checkpoints in two minutes three minutes you know what i mean they're gonna end they know what they're getting and getting out of there that's it mate you know what i mean that's the way it should be done don't get me wrong if you need to sit down you need the rest you take your yeah. rest you know what i mean it's it's about composing yourself it's about keeping your your mind strong as well isn't it your mind is an awful thing it's your worst, <laughs> it is your mind is your worst enemy especially in ultras because you're any wee thing because i remember the second year i done it i was doing it on my own i thought i had a stone in my shoe and I got up, I remember just getting up onto the thing and I took took my shoe off, I was in the middle of the night, took my shoe off, couldn't see this stone, put it back on again and my brain was telling me there's a stone in your shoe, would you get it out? So I stopped again, tried to get there and just couldn't and I was just sock off everything and like, this is maybe 60 mile in it and I was just going, I didn't realise it was a blister on my foot, I mean I, uh -huh. it was a blister was causing the pain but my head was telling me there's a stone, <laughs> you know what I mean, and I just kept going on and kept going on and that's that nearly beat me the second time now, I must admit now. Yeah, it must have been a good 
it's a different experience than when you're going into night time. So how did you find that? Um, as I say, the first year I done it, I was lucky enough. I was running with other people, so it didn't really. You don't carry if any. As again, if anybody knows anything, Kerry is the what we had run to is classed as the darkest place in the northern right, hemisphere. Okay. So it. I mean, the second year I run on my own in the dark up into the mountains, I turned my lamp, and I mean, you 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 could not see your hand and body. There was one stage like I turn around if anybody's on the dark with your lamps, you it's sort of perverted. You no, know, you're looking. Yeah. You don't have any peripheral vision, so you don't see. It. I turn around and there was literally a cow standing two feet from. Me. I never <laughs> seen it. Never knew it was there until I was going, Jesus, you know that sort of way. But I don't mind the dark. I don't mind it at all. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't bother me. You know, it's as I say, I've done a lot of running in the mornings on my own in the yeah. dark in the morning way and all on my own. It doesn't It'd be quite liberating as well, like can it? Oh, it can be. Oh, Jesus, it is. Especially if you get that evening when there's no clouds. Or oh, why? As I say, like that, the second, second year again, second year down the Kerryway, uh, Elaine Daly, who actually is the race director, she said to me, look, see, when you go up, I think it was one of the, I can't remember the name of the checkpoint. She says, turn your lamp off. She says, it's a clear night. So I was going up the hang, I was going, you, it was, a, it was like a sort of a wee trail, I turned my lamp off, and I mean, I never have I seen, and never since this day have I seen as many stars in the sky like it just was spectacular you know what i mean only for the incentive to me i wouldn't have looked never would have looked up you know what I mean? never, you don't yeah. think of looking up it's always looking in front of you looking down you know that sort of way sometimes that maybe that spurred me on you know what i mean it's, yeah. that was an experience i'll never forget you just take those little wins along the way don't you yeah oh you take them little wins because i the second year i'd run the carry way I'd, i was making a heavy lot there was a lot of times that got lost yeah. And now, because you went right off, right at once. I went. I, I missed the uh, this the yellow man like in Europe. This yellow man's maybe four inches by four inches. That's all you have the the follow like this. It's this was the middle of the night. Do you use a map? Is there's a, you have map. You need to take a map with you. But yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, I, something <laughs> yeah. confuses me, and it's telling you where they go. But uh, I was going up this hill. I actually was running with another fella. I don't even know his name. We weren't talking. We we're just together you know what I mean he had the headphones in and it was at this stage now in the second year around the carryway it rained for 13 hours and I mean it's solid rain it wasn't just drizzle it was solid heavy rain and I noticed that we were going up this we were going up into a mountain and I was going I, was fucking, I, I don't remember this being up here last year like this in the middle of the night it was about 4 o'clock in the morning I said I was going fuck next and there was a gate and he said definitely I don't remember climbing over a gate last year but and next thing, phone went, and as soon as I heard my phone going, I I knew that there was something or there's something up here. So, so it was actually Shauna, the race comp, the directors had gone con, contact with Shauna. They're tracking you. Yeah, they were tracking. That's a great thing. They carry away. You know I mean? There is great tracking. It. Wrong Shauna. Get on the phone to him. He's going the wrong way. <laughs> um. I don't remember the conversation, but Sean was saying to me, you were, you were sort of half delirious, you were talking about hamburgers. I don't remember talking about a hamburger, I don't even know what, what was the conversation, but I remember then, that's when I hit a real, real, real low patch. Mm. I don't think I've ever had a, a Craig. I must have had a Craig for that second year, Craig, because it was on my own then, because your boy, I told your boy, went the wrong way, and he sort of flew off and a hop back down the thing. I just I cried for about four hours. Not to me, I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I just, just didn't want to do this. I didn't want to go on. I run to the next checkpoint. I didn't even stop at the checkpoint. I just kept running. 
I just, I mean, I picked up a bottle of water, I had my drop bag, a bottle of water, a couple of gels, just kept running because it was that miserable and that feeling that sorry for myself. I just didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want anybody to talk to me. I didn't want to see anything. If I had been the sheep got in the road, the sheep was getting kicked. You know, that's obviously how low I was feeling. And that went on maybe five hours. I went on maybe, you know, for 20, 30 miles. And I uh, was just, everything was just annoying me. You know what I mean? My feet were annoying, but all that was going through my head was, you ain't stopping here because if you tell Sean McCluskey, you, you ain't stopping. You're going you know, to be taking her to carry for a week. It wasn't happening. So that's, that's the thing that's very John. You think of the wee moments, you think of your family, you think, you know, I mean, how far you have come, you know it's going to pass. Whether that's when you get experience of running ultras, you know yourself, it, yeah. it does pass. You know what I mean? It's, you just it took to, five hours for this one to pass, though. <laughs> it was. I think we're just getting lost. So I think we're on about, about two miles, of course, four miles altogether. But the, the worst thing was we were going up a mountain. You know what I mean? We weren't. We're just running flat, and if you had a seen it, like it was just so easy. It was just like literally a wee fork in the road. You know what I mean? Because it was dark, yeah. you didn't see the post. What time did you finish then? Second year, I think it was thirty. It was thirty-one twenty wow. or thirty-two twenty. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but that's, that's a huge improvement. Aye, but that's because the year before I've been stopping the with people, so the majority oh, of I had okay. run on my own this time. You know what I mean? I made the I made the decision at the start. I knew the course. I knew. I lost a lot of time last the year before in the checkpoints. I was just going to run my own race. Don't get me wrong, your first big ultra, I think you're right, run with people, knowing people that have run it before, you know what I mean? That's your experience. Yeah. But the second year when I run it, I was running my own race. I knew where to be, you know what I mean? I wanted to get under 30 hours. I wasn't disappointed I didn't get under 30 hours, but I've done it, you know what I mean? And the second year, as I say, there was more lows in the second year, but I think because it was going harder in the second, you know, yeah, the second year that's what I was going to expect it, so it was all new to me the first year. You know what I mean? So are you at peace for that race now? No, or? no, definitely not. No, no, it's 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 definitely there for me. Like it's I'm thirty. I have to do mm. sub thirty. Like I'll not be happy until I do a sub thirty. Yeah, sort of get that feeling. Aye. What type of kit do you bring on that race? Uh, the mandatory kit. Well, I you just it's sort of it's the same. Any mandatory kit because it's self supported. So you have your own drop bags, your own food, mm -hmm. you have to, you know, your own water and all. But how how far is each drop bag? Anywhere uh, you like, or is it no, no, yeah, you have you have, you have stations. Stations like, they are very strict on. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry. So you give your drop bags whatever number. Yeah, they they'll, 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 they'll drop it down. There's maybe I think we thirteen checkpoints. I'm not a, I'm not a hundred percent okay. sure, but there's sections. There is. You know what I mean? There's a ridge section. You do. If you see it, like and it's the year, the first year I done it, they done it in the dark. That's. Mm -hmm. Waterville is the section between. I can't remember the fourth, but Waterville's the next section no between them. There's like a ridge you run across, a high ridge. Um, I done most of it the first year in the dark, and so this year, the the year and second year I done it. I wanted to get to Waterville right. before it got dark. You know what I mean? So that was my goal. So I did. I actually just was running in the Waterville. And and do you think it's important to have those like mini goals? Yeah, the race? I think the first year I didn't have any. You know what I mean? You don't you don't yeah. have anything. You know what I mean? You're just you're wrong blind basically because you don't know you've never done it. But the second year, with the experience, mm. I had these. You know what I mean? I needed to be here by then. I'm getting it slipped after getting lost. You know what I mean? It's what type of fuel did you have on the race? I'm lucky now. I'm lucky. I can fuel with gels. I'm. Because you are lucky. I'm I'm <laughs> a big believer in the gels. The gels and uh, the five and one. I can, I could do a whole, all yeah. It's the five one or the four one. It's the carbs and uh, protein mix. Carbs and protein mix. I can do it. Don't get me wrong. I do bring real food. But I may have mm. real food there. If I do, usually start off. Try and start off with real food. But I know my stomach usually 
goes bad. Yeah. Like what 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 type of gels do you use? Like I, gels or? again, lucky enough they can I use think. anything. You know what I mean? Anything to hand. It's that's that's because all those years of partying, you must have burnt your stomach. Oh out. Jesus! <laughs> I can take anything. But that, that was a pretty gruesome race. Then, um, you talked about. I remember talking to you before, and you done the skyline mm. and the really bad year. When was that? Was that, that was last, last year? year? It was torrential rain. Lads. Um, I knew a friend, a couple of friends were doing it. We, I think we did Chicago with them. They were going to do that, but it last day, and how brutal was that? I actually remind me of it, Robbie. That I was trying, it took me a few months to get over that. It took me, a, <laughs> it took me about January. I think it was just so. I never run after it to January, and it was, um, the most brutal. And as I say, I've run many of ultra, many different lands of ultra, and I have never run a more brutal. It was the first time. That I thought to myself, I ain't gonna finish this. Like, I remember just going, we were coming off Berna. I got up, uh, meal, more meal burgers at the time. I remember the first yeah, one straight yeah. off the Berna, and I was just going, what the, what is this here? Like, is this, is this is 20 miles? Is it 20 miles? 21 with 22 miles. Like, yeah. it, it's, I took going across there, and when I knew I got the both me, I went, right, collect yourself here, you know what I mean? Just get yourself back on it. You know, this is basically the skyline. When you get the Fulton down, that's when the race starts. You know what I mean? Because you really are only going over the Brandy Path, Burner, Meal Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're basically. But I took a heavy fall coming off Mealburg. A heavy, heavy fall. I thought that was it. That was me. I was going to wreck everything. And then, again, felt sorry for myself. Got the Hurst gap, stood there, and I was thinking. I was just going, nah, I am not. There's no chance I ain't going up the fucking Commodore and going up Donnerly. But again, it was. Brutal, it's the most brutal race yeah. that I've ever, ever What had. makes it so brutal, do you think? It's just the I think pace. it's just the elevation. I think it's the elevation and the pace because yeah. it's a short, you know what I mean? I wasn't, again, I was not used to the, the running fast, you know what I mean? It's, you are running. But you do have, like, you've, your your performance has significantly improved in such a short period of time because when you've done the Mon Way the second year, it's mm-hmm. gone from 12 hours down to... Nine... Yeah. Was it nine? Was it nine? Something? I think the, the second it's under year, the ten hours anyway. Ah, and then the third year I got under nine, eight, yeah, eight something, eight. It's a significant improvements. Like. I believe it was a lot of things now because I do coaching with the Lagan Valley. I well, it's not actually I'd be a part of the coaching club, but there's Jim McKeown. You call me he's the and Michelle Scott and Neil Cart Neil Cartage well, probably was one of the best mountain runners, road runners that has been he's the Hills and Dales a man's 50 years of age and he's still in the yeah. top 10 the Hills and Dales his sons but run with them and actually that's more of a regimented Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm, I'm running with the kids you know what I mean and they're, mm. they're these some of these are flares and I mean like they're running it's 15 minutes for a 5k and you're trying to but that's helped me a lot that's built a lot of my speed you know that's already yeah. my leg taking over the, the performance it's fast fits fibers yeah but as I say the just the whole the mo- the skyline is is a it's just a different beast. Sky run is just it's you know what I mean. Uh, ultra run is nice, to, you know what I mean. Just get it yeah. done. Sky run and like grinding through it. Ah, uh, sky running is you're getting as fast from A to B as as fast as possible. Like and it's scary when when you look at them. You look how quickly these people can go. Like I done yeah. six hours and six hours. I, I know for a fact I know I wouldn't have done it any faster. But you're looking at ones that have finished maybe three and a half hours. You know what I mean? You're like, you're, like, you're going. Holy Jesus! Why are these people doing this? You know what I mean? It's it's 
But then again, it's... That's what it drives you, doesn't it? It does. That's why I said I'd never do it again. That's why I signed straight up. When as soon as I was taking around, I was staying on 8 o'clock in the morning. I was getting on. I am doing this again this year. It's quite a popular race now. It sells out very quickly, doesn't it? does. It? Lucky enough, I've just happened to, in the, the last few months, I've got to know Justin, who actually runs it. Mm. Him and the brother. I actually personally got to know him. I've run with him and all. And he's been telling me that... It's very, very popular. Just mountain running in general now. Running in general, like, uh, mountain running in general. Because yeah. uh, you see, even when you go up into the mornings, even now, when I go up into the mornings, I've seen a lot more runners up there. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's so good. Dale's got a huge group. Oh, yeah, hundreds. This year. Hundreds, hundreds of people. You know what All I mean? shapes and sizes. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be the fittest person in the planet. No, no, definitely mountain. not. That's it. I would advise anybody to, to threat. You know what I mean? It's so what about your diet then? How's it changed over? Because now I know that you read a lot of books and you're sort of trying to invest time in yourself. Yeah. Um, how has that developed and changed over the last few years? Well, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian now. So I went vegetarian uh, a year and a, just over a year and a half ago. It was New mm-hmm. Year's 2016 to get into 2017. My wife's a vegan, so sort of so we were looking making two dinners you know that sort of way I got yeah, yeah. that's sort of so with the, I just made the choice to go but the convenience of it will, will uh, and how have you found that because I, I moved to plant based sort of over the last year and a half as yeah. well I'm sort of going in and out of it a little bit like um, but when I'm very regimented into a plant based diet I find my energy levels go up my stress levels go down yeah well that's it too but as I say it's not really I haven't seen any performance gain Mm-hmm. And in the running, I have my mood, you know, not, not, as I say, it's yeah, you, you may not have recognized it though, but you went from 12 hours to mm-hmm. eight well, hours. And well, again, it's it's what your body's able to yeah. cope more with. I it's as I say, I'm not actually, I'm not getting the meat sweats to say, you know, that sort of way. So, yeah. I'm not not eating big meals with loads of meat in and all. I mean, you're getting all your fruit and veg, you're getting hey, the only thing I could probably go vegan. If I, if I just stop eating cheese you yeah. know what I mean I don't drink milk you know what I mean it's, cheese is just me it's if I could get that's why I want to go to the UTMB with all the cheeses at the, at the aid stations and um, what's your goals then so what's your main goal do you think is, May... there one, is there one thing out there you wish so you know some of the guys are out running then some of the guys doing great western state yeah Ali Shaw at the minute is doing um, I don't goals goals Maybe not goals, but like, is, there, what, is there one race that you'd love to do? Oh, it's always it's the UTMB. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's, it's the that would be, it is the, it's like the Boston Marathon of Martin on the US. Yeah. So anybody who wants to achieve It's anything. like 108 miles over 30,000 feet. It's, like, it's, it's like run, going up Everest. Over it's, uh, well, it's, it's going round. <laughs> it's going round the Mount, the Mount Blanc Massive. You know, it's, and if anybody sees the race or has it, any inkling of what it looks like it's one of the most spectacular mm. it's it's just spectacular anybody's been in the Alps you know they know it's just so what do you need to get it's your points into that? so at the minute I think I need another need another I think six points basically to get to the UTMB I need another I don't I actually don't I can get to the CCC all right, I have the points for it because it's a point-based system, which because it's that. So how, how do you get the points? By putting yourself to 
races that you really really don't really want to do but you have to do it it's it's yeah. so there's certain races have are class points like yeah. so the, the carry way ultra is 200k because it's, it's so difficult you get the full points it's, full point, points. Yeah, it's, it's not there's not that many races now that will do the, the yeah. six points so currently yeah. i think is the only one in ireland i believe now at the minute is it um i'm not sure if the raw ultra does the raw ultra do i'm not sure so it's to do with difficulty if you actually go into yeah. the the website will show you like the, the more way you get three. There's no three. Four, four, four for the way now, is it? I think it's Causeway Coast is three. Three, yeah. Tell me two. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the difficulty. Mm. It's the difficulty and it's the it's the length. It's all, it's all, there's, I think there's three different points based in it. There's the yeah. length, the great, the, the height. So what, what, how many points do you need? Because you need something like 14 points over three races or yeah. something like that, isn't it? I think it's, it's 15 now for the, old, for the UTMB. Yeah. So it's it's over three races over a two year period. I have a lot of aspirations like that. That race would scare me. Oh, it's, every race scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it for me the UTMB. Then once you get the UTMB, I want to do a race in the states. I mm. really. It doesn't matter what. There's a lot of races out there like the likes of the Western States. I know I'm lucky enough. Um, you two people actually. Yeah. Paul Higgins and Nicky McPeak, who recently run sub twenty four hour, like yeah, it's oh, unbelievable. Is it silver buckle? What do you get for that? Is it? That's silver buckle. I so it's yeah. as I say, like it's it's great when you. It's funny with those two guys. I think I must have seen them through knowing you, mm. and um, when you read in books like Dean Canals is the mm-hmm. Ultraman, he's talking about these really mm-hmm. races like Ludeville. Yeah. Leadville just happened to be on yesterday too. Yeah, well, Bradley Shaw was running it. Yeah. And I I never thought that there was an opportunity to race those races oh, uh, yes. until you've seen these guys going over and actually uh, doing them. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, like, wow. you, you look at the, the, the chances of knowing two people getting picked out the first time in the lottery of the western states is yeah it's like i think it's only a two percent chance it's, it's the oldest hundred miles hundred miles the it? oldest it started in 76 i think that one was a horse race no it was a horse race and the boy who i can't remember his name his horse went actually lame so he decided he was <laughs> going to run it instead of the ho- him and the horse so and he beat the horses so he, that's how it actually originated a year later a couple more boys wanted to do it so so I've got a couple of quick fire questions here, wee silly ones, because um, it worked well in last week's. So, what's your number one tip for recovery? Fluids, fluids as in water. You know what I mean? Electrolytes straight away. Making sure you're not dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, straight away. Helps sort the muscles recover and yeah, get yeah. these fluids back in there. When the most, what's the most important thing to you when going through a high training load? The one thing that you know you have to look after. Like, is it diet, sleep? Sleep, unfortunately, uh, the way I work at the minute, sleep's not the, the greatest thing, but I'd say looking after your the legs, rolling, doing getting your rolling done, getting your... So you do a lot of rolling, stretching? I, 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 don't, do, I don't do any stretching, to be honest, I don't do no stretching at all. I think a lot of it is doing the dynamic, you know, the, the dynamic warm-ups. I'd be a big believer in that, so it would be, that'd be all I would do, and... Rolling, I have a rolling pin, you know, the wee rolling pin with the nodules on it. So what, what do you get out of training the youth team yourself? It's, to be honest, it's, it's the watching them progress. Now, I've been doing it two years, and to see where, the, where I've seen them from starting off to what they are now is unbelievable. There's a couple of the young fellas actually on 
one's on the under seventeen Northern Ireland team from Edinburgh and one's on the under twenty and these I at the time last one one of them last year he was not struggling wouldn't be the wrong word but he wasn't competing he wasn't now, getting where you know he could be now he's he's flying you know what I mean he's he's, mm. he's been picked for the team there's another young fella he was he was ill you know what I mean he was he couldn't understand why he was you know what I mean his performances weren't getting any better they found out he was low iron levels and then once he got that sorted he's He's one of the best. He's one of the, yeah. he, he will be one of the best if he keeps it up. It's amazing to see the youth oh. teams, isn't it? The speed. Oh, Jesus, you know what I mean? You're these, You've seen the five thousand meters there in the European Championship. Oh, like seventeen. Seventeen year old, like, and he just led. Oh, right. See him giving the brother the high five. <laughs> yeah. You go on there, but as I say, it's. I I'm not a big believer in you're born with talent. I'm a big believer mm. that you make your own talent. I mean, if you're nurtured in the right way, you'll you'll be, um, and if you don't pitch it up or throw it up against, you know what I mean. If you don't yeah. do anything stupid, you will be good if you keep at it. You know that sort of way. It's hours and hours and hours of training. Just working on your craft. Working really. on your craft. Yeah, reading up. I'm a big believer in reading. Reading yeah. about it. I think that's one thing that sort of moved me in the direction. Try and tell people you should saturate yourself yeah. with reading podcasts, yeah. reading articles. So coming down here today, I actually sat yeah. and listened to uh, Ian Cordes talk ultra with Killian Jornet uh, doing the Bob Graham round. You know what I mean? Him talking mm-hmm. about it and then talking to the Pacers after it. You know the interviews with him, like and you're just it's just when you hear them with the way they talk and the way like it's just getting that positive affirmation. The whole it thing. is. Don't get me wrong. A lot of it is. It's not that it's useless, but it's useless to you. You know what mm. I mean? It's useless to you personally. What I, something I prefer, sure as hell you're not going to prefer. It's sure as hell you want to yeah. is not going to prefer. You know what I mean? It's finding out, studying, finding out what works. As I say again, like I was listening to Killian Jarnett, he still is saying he does not, he cannot get his, his eating and drinking down. And this is the best ultra runner, probably one of the best ultra runners <laughs> yeah. ever. He still finds it hard to actually figure out what works for him and mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it, it takes years you're not going to find out what, what works one week will not work the next week yeah. say like one of the more ways I done someone gave me a noon tablet I'd never took a noon tablet before and for the whole second half of the morning way I couldn't, couldn't I couldn't drink I couldn't eat everything was just coming straight back up again and that was just the simple taking that tablet yeah. there's was the only thing I can think of that because as soon as I took it my stomach just went to, went to pieces and that, you know what I mean, I think the time I was eating, so I, I run basically the second half of the morning way, dehydrated and hungry. But you still, again, you were still able to do it because you knew, you knew your limitations when you once yeah. you, you run races like that, you know your limitations. Sometimes you do have to push them, which is a good thing, but in ultras, sometimes when you push them, you're going to, you know what I mean? So it really is just a, a path of self-discovery, isn't it? To oh, saturate yes. yourself as oh, much as you, you can and just keep pushing your limits. Definitely. Definitely. As I say, I'm a big believer in reading up. Read, read as much as you can. Watch as much. Listen to as many people as you yeah. can. Just just to finish them, name your top three best books. Born to Run, uh, Eat and Run, Frank, uh, Scott Jurek. Uh, yeah. It's very... It's, I, I, for anybody doing um, ultra running, it for me that Hal Corners field guide ultra running was a very inform- you know, 
informative. Informative book. You know what I mean? So it's mm. probably the entry. Born around anybody that's it's quite read. It's a nice, easy read. And, and apart from me, because it'd be unfair to the rest of the world, like who's your favorite podcaster? <laughs> Actually, I like listening to I like listening to Talk Ultra, Ian Corliss, mm-hmm. because it's basically you're talking two to three hours long of a podcast. Yeah. So that, that's ideal for me when I'm out running. I mean, I don't yeah. have to faff about. But yours, Robbie, is very good too. <laughs> you just throw that in there. Paul, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Have a good day talking about it. Thank you very much. Hope everybody gets a bit of information out of it. Very good.